Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Football Friday is good as can be. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And, of course, you can catch us on the ESPN app and your smart speaker as well. It is time to make money. Right now, we head to that Goodyear hotline and welcome in Joe Fortenbaugh. Goodyear, making the place that move you forward. Goodyear, more driven. Joe, good morning, my friend. How are you? Chris, I'm doing great. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on this morning, man. Let's rock and roll. There's a lot to get to here. Well, let's get to it. And first of all, Hembo and I were talking about this earlier. You look at the action so far that has transpired on the Dallas-Minnesota game, and it feels as if America believes that Dak Prescott is not going to play uh, based on that. So how is Vegas kind of reacting to this uncertainty? So at the beginning of the week, this point spread open, Dallas minus two and a half. Cowboys off the bye, Vikings off the bye, Sunday night game in Minnesota. So you see Dallas is a favorite. You know that they're the only team in the NFL that has yet to miss a point spread, undefeated against the point spread this year. And of course, being, quote, America's team, they're going to take a lot of money. And then what happened was the news started to trickle out that Dak Prescott might not be able to go. And you saw this move five points, excuse me, from Dallas minus two and a half to Minnesota minus two and a half, which is where it already sits. So that would indicate a couple things to us. One, maybe it's worse than Prescott and the Cowboys are letting on. Remember, the Eagles, Giants, and Washington, they're already out of the running. They're not going to challenge Dallas. So they don't need to worry about someone catching them for the division. They can start thinking about things like the one seed with the way the East is playing out. But ultimately, what this also means is that the money from the professionals was coming in. Maybe they were just trying to get ahead of the move. Maybe they were just trying to find some value. At this point, I wouldn't necessarily play Minnesota, but I would look to the under. 54 points. It only moved one point with the Prescott news to 53. That's surprising to me because if he's out, that offense is going to take a major hit. You know, that's interesting, and you're, we're going to have to wait and see how much this is going to play out. Would you anticipate that? Let's call it if it's going to be a game-time decision or not on Sunday. Would you see that over-under number dropping significantly at that point if it's announced he's out? I wouldn't be surprised if they announce, say, right now that Prescott's not going to play. It's sitting 53. I wouldn't be surprised if it dropped to 50, maybe even got to 49 and a half. I mean, Prescott is leading one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. I think they're number one in scoring right now. He's in line to win comeback player of the year. He's a legitimate candidate for the MVP award as well. If you take him off that offense, we saw what happened to these guys last year when he went down. They completely fell apart. Now, granted, that was a different backup situation. Danucci, Andy Dalton, all that stuff. But it's not as if they're going to be dropping off to a pro bowler at quarterback. So, yes, I think the total would drop significantly if he's ruled out. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst, joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline here on Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. All right, Tennessee, last week I wanted to jump on board on Kansas City. I did, and I got burned. So these have been two back-to-back big wins for Tennessee, and yet they're an underdog against the Colts. Why does this look too good to be true? 
Yeah, very telling here. Very telling. Tennessee with the marquee Monday night win over Buffalo two weeks ago. They come back and they beat up on the Chiefs in Kansas City, or excuse me, in Tennessee last week. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, this Tennessee team is cooking. Indianapolis hasn't really met the expectations. Tennessee on Wednesday was a one-point favorite. And now all of a sudden, Colts minus two and a half. It's been nothing but Colts money coming in. This one feels like Indy's going to be the side. It also feels like this might be one of your classic pros versus Joes scenario where the pros line up on Indianapolis and the average better, the recreational better, so to speak, lines up on the Titans because they think to themselves, hey, I'd like to have two and a half points with Derrick Henry and a Tennessee team that's cooking. Keep something in mind here. Indianapolis, we talked about this last week on the show. This is a great buy the dip situation. We played them against the Niners last week. They were underdogs. They won the game outright. They were they had very high expectations, very high expectations before the season started. And then it was injuries in the preseason. They lose a couple games to open the year, and people check out on them. But let's remember something. They had a 19-point lead with 16 minutes to go at Baltimore a few weeks back. If they close the curtain, if they bring down the curtain on that game, they're on a four-game winning streak. They're getting healthy. They can play defense. They can run the ball. They're at home, and they need this game in a bad way. I would lay the two-and-a-half with Indianapolis here. Joe, Cleveland laying three-and-a-half against Pittsburgh. Mayfield looks like he's going to play in this game. Both teams coming off uh, the bye. So how do you handicap this one? Or a little extra rest, I should say, for both teams. Yeah, 10 days of rest coming off the Thursday nighter. Pittsburgh has two weeks. Uh, What I did here is two things. Number one, I grabbed Pittsburgh plus three and a half, which is what it's at right now, because I have a feeling, and it's just a hunch, that once the Browns injury report gets out, that this number is going to come down to three. And three is the most important number in all of sports betting because more games end on a differential of three than any other differential, right? 24-21, 31-28, you get where I'm going here. So you want to be on the right side if you have the opportunity. That's why I'm grabbing the three and a half. I am anticipating a move down to three. Maybe Mayfield plays, but we know he's not going to be 100%. Pittsburgh's got two weeks to get ready. The defense is going to get stops in this game. The question is whether or not Roethlisberger and the offense can get anything going against the Cleveland defense. Cleveland loves to drain the clock. They're one of the slowest tempo teams in the NFL. They love to run the ball. I'd play under 42 points here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think you could play the first half under as well, which is somewhere around 21, 21 and a half. And I like Pittsburgh plus three and a half because I think by the time we get to kickoff, this is going to be Pittsburgh plus three or lower. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst, joining us on Greeny. Okay, upset alert. Who you got this weekend? Detroit. And it makes me want to puke because oh I'm an Eagles God. fan. But I wow. do like Detroit plus the three and a half against Philadelphia. Why is Philadelphia laying three and a half points? What have they shown us that would make us believe they should be laying three and a half points? They are very poorly coached. They are very poorly organized. They don't seem to have much leadership. They went to the but Raiders last week. they're growing a flower. Come on, yeah. Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. A flower, you know what? That's a flower that's going to take a millennium to bloom because he sits back in that pocket for 25 minutes waiting for wide receivers to get open. That is not how it works in the NFL. I love the stories about Jalen Hurts being a great leader and a hard worker. You got to get the ball out of your hand, son. You got to get the ball down the field. You got to push the tempo a little bit. This was a problem going back to Alabama, which is why he got replaced by a guy who the Miami Dolphins are looking to replace as fast as possible because that was a mistake so now you're going to go to Detroit say what you want about Dan Campbell and the Lions they compete 
They show up every week. Campbell is coaching to win. I love the mindset, the fake punts, everything else he's got going on. He's trying to win. He's not thinking big picture. He's not thinking all this other stuff that clouds the judgment of some of these coaches. Let it rip. And you're at home catching three and a half against an Eagles team that can't find its way out of a paper bag. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions went outright. I definitely want the three and a half in my pocket. All right. We've got about 30 seconds for both of these. World Series game three tonight. What do you got? And what's your college bet of the week? Over eight and a half runs tonight. Uh, you got two right-handed starters. These two teams crush right-handed pitching. Luis Garcia is going to go for the Astros. He's been shellacked in two of his three postseason starts. I think you're going to have an opportunity where the Braves get after him. Ian Anderson's been solid, but this Astros lineup is nasty. You've had 17 runs so far in this series. I'm going over eight and a half runs in the World Series. And then favorite college play. It's a little double dipper for you, Chris. Under 50 and a half points in the Michigan Michigan State game. I'm also going to go under 24 and a half points in the first half of that game. Two great defenses, both top 20 in opponent yards per play. Michigan tied for second in the country in scoring defense. Michigan loves to run the ball. Michigan plays at a slow tempo. This game has underwritten all over it. I'll slide in a bonus pick for you as well. Lay the two and a half with Auburn. They're coming off the bye. Fifth straight conference game for Ole Miss. Love the spot for the Tigers. Love it. Great, great, great stuff, Joe. Appreciate the insight. Pleasure as always, Chris. Best of luck to everybody this weekend. Cash those tickets. According to Forbes, companies are working to fill millions of jobs in an epic hiring spree. So where do they turn? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds quality candidates and makes it easy to invite your top choices to apply. Try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. So after last night, the Packers take out the Cardinals. Who's the best team in the NFC? It's not the Packers. We'll tell you why. Next, Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 100 times times your money. money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy you know i'm not a halloween guy i'm not a I, I, no 
I mean, I like candy, obviously, but I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not like the scary movie guy. Props at the house? No. No props. There's no props. And, frank, and frankly, I get thoroughly annoyed at the people that just make it one massive show outside their house. And I, I, every November 1st, I want to go over there and just start ripping everything Tearing it down. down. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a cranky guy in general. It's just the one holiday that I don't really, I don't know. When the kids come by, do you, do you provide candy oh, and, yes, and, and you're absolutely. friendly? So you're not like a oh, troglodyte. No, no, no. no, absolutely not. Okay. No, we will have candy. I'm not closing the shades and turning off the lights. <laughs> don't come near our house. That's, that's not me. Absolutely not. Every kid should not be denied candy. The one mistake we made is that one year we did put the big bucket out and say, take two or three. Come on. (laughs) Because we weren't going to be home. and Please take one. No, even I said, please take three. No. Gone. Gone, gone. So quickly. And I, I, that kid... I, I just, it's, it's like Stillwell from League of Their Own. I just want to grab that kid around the neck. <laughs> Give me my candy back. Share it, so you little I- son of a... You've identified the kid? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I have my suspicions in the neighborhood, but no, I haven't identified him. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. I mean, Bubba, were you that kid? Would you have emptied that bucket into your bag? No, no, absolutely not. I would, uh, I would just take what it says. I, I want everyone else to have candy. I would take one or two and move on. Look at you. You're democratic. I love it. What about you, Nuno? I know. I would, listen, we, we talked the other day about the whole friend thing and what it uh, means. I'm a little worried what his answer is going to yeah. be here. <laughs> I'm with him on the friend thing, but there is an honesty factor no, here. No, no, I would not do that. If it says take three, I would take three. See, if it, even if it said, I, I will admit... I will at least admit, even if it said take three, I might take five. I mean, that might happen, but I'm not going to... Like, I know kids who have dumped the whole thing into their Oh, to me, like, the right amount is a handful. However big your hand is, you can take a handful. Right. That's the move. But then you get a a 14-year-old... Yeah, you can't take them all. That's that's the problem. You're just ruining it. A 14-year-old shouldn't be out there to begin with. kid's 6'1", wearing wearing a Dak Prescott You're saying I shouldn't be (laughs) trick-or-treating this weekend? (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying, (laughs) Bubba. So 14's the cutoff. (laughs) Here's the problem, though. You would have to shave to come off as a 14. 14-year-old, and that's okay. not happening yeah, well, before the Cowboys right. game. <laughs> Although, I tell you what, Bubba, I did get an email from him this morning, and his company picture makes him look like he is 14 years old. I was, I was much closer to 14 than I was 20 in that picture. So, yeah, I was 20 years old in wow. that picture. It was a long time ago. It looked a little different. It is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, and we look at a game like last night, and you automatically can make the assumption, well, the Cardinals did not play that great. Rob Nikovich made the point here with us earlier that harder to judge teams off of a Thursday night performance because of the shorter week to get ready. Cardinals didn't look great and still had a golden opportunity to win the game. Packers are the ones going on the road, and they looked like the far superior team. But are they now the best team in the NFC? No. My estimation, and I understand they lost to the Cardinals, the Rams are still the best team in the NFC. They may not have played some of these games to the top of their level, but I, 
honestly believe that the Rams at this point have not peaked. Hmm. So to me, I think they're going to get better defensively as the season goes along. They have two absolute superstars on defense and other good, good players. And then we know what they're capable of doing on offense. And look, the MVP conversation is one that a lot of people want to have after week one. We are now seven weeks into the season. If you're not looking at Matt Stafford as the MVP, I think you need to take a second look, especially after last night. I agree with you. I think Matthew Stafford's not getting the shine that he deserves for that award just because he's not had a kind of flashy performance in primetime. We saw Lamar Jackson do that. Obviously, Brady gets a lot of MVP shine. Up until last night, Kyler Murray did. Now Aaron Rodgers is the talk of the town. But there's no question. Right now, the best offense in the NFL is the Rams offense. And the most efficient quarterback in the NFL is Matthew Stafford. And when you look at the massive difference between that team last year and this year, there's one thing that's primarily different, and it's the quarterback. And I think that you're right. There's no obvious reason why they won't continue to get better. I think betting on Matthew Stafford right now as as the MVP is actually pretty smart money. And it's going to have to play out a little bit to the point where Rodgers maybe tails off a bit. Now, last night, that was more of a game plan thing to me than anything else. Mm -hmm. Because not just the fact that they were missing their top receivers, but the Cardinals, if they have a weakness defensively, is against the run. Right. But when you have games like that, people will go later in the year when they're ready to vote, you know, voters who are involved in it and say, oh, well, he wasn't great here. and he mm. wasn't great. When that really wasn't the case, for Stafford, he's at 19 touchdowns and four picks. His career high in touchdowns is 41. And that was 10 years ago when he had Megatron, by the way. He's very much on that pace. I could see him easily throwing for 5,000 yards and for 40 touchdowns this season. He's, doing, he's averaging nine yards per attempt, which is completely unheard of. Let me ask you a question. Mm. If you had to bet on which team is likelier to win that division, the Rams or the Cardinals right now, which team would you favor? I would favor the Cardinals because, mm. and the only reason is, go look at what the Cardinals schedule looks like the rest of the way. They have two really tough games. The Rams, one more time, mm-hmm. who, have already, uh, who they've already beaten and the Cowboys later in the year in Dallas. Other than that, there is not a a list of world beaters that is lying in front of them right now. So while the Rams, I think, might be the better team, the Cardinals are going to win that division because of that schedule. I'm skeptical. That team started 5-2 and last year, and I bought in, and it burned me bad. They finished 8-8. and Without J.J. Watt... I'm, I'm, we haven't seen Cliff Kingsbury do this and sustain it over the course of a full season. I consider myself a skeptic. I need, to be pro- I, I need him to prove me wrong after what happened to them last year. Nuno, if I'm asking you right now, who is your MVP of the league? Who is it through seven weeks? Uh, I'm giving it to Tom Brady. It's, he deserves it. I think this will be the last one. It's a going-away present. Um, because he hasn't gotten enough. Well, no, he hasn't gotten enough, and especially with these other guys, I think Brady is the guy that will get it this year. Bubba, your take. Wearing a Dak Prescott jersey, who is the MVP of the NFL? Uh, I'll probably go with Kellen Moore. <laughs> I, I hate you. I just I, I hate you. It's going to be uh. fun, though, at the end of the year. Oh, it's going to be fun, all right, baby. No, it's going to be fun at the end of the year when the Cowboys inevitably disappoint you. And then they're going to want to fire Mike McCarthy, and you're going to have Kellen Moore potentially Mm -hmm. just to save him 
from going somewhere else and being a head coach, becoming your head coach. And then that, in and of itself, gets a little dicey, Bubba, because we all know that when you go from coordinator to head coach and you're the hot candidate, so to speak, Mm -hmm. things don't always work out that well. Uh, Well, we'll see. Am I wrong in anticipating potential doom down the line? Oh, you're wrong. No doom. Just greatness. No doom. No doom. Like every other Cowboy fan that became a fan in the 90s. Just they, like they could every other very one. well lose this weekend. They could lose this weekend. All but right, if they Settle really, down, Eagles. I don't need to hear from you. You're, but, you're an underdog in the game now, go, bro. Go plant some flowers with Sirianni. But if they, if they do lose this weekend, it's going to be likely because Dak Prescott did not play. Probably so. That would be the only way that That's I would right. think they would lose this game. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Previously on Greeny. What's the name of your best friend? Uh, uh, we'll go with Gordon. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of which one. Because I don't want to get some of my friends in trouble. Okay, all no, I, no. You're not getting say, them in trouble. Well, no, because what I'm going to say is I look at friends two types of way. One, would you give me an alibi? Ironically, I would go to my grave saying you are 100% right in that discussion. Ugh. What? 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 Hembo? What? What is wrong with demanding loyalty from a best friend? There is nothing wrong with demanding loyalty from a best friend. But the way that Nuno answered the question was not that directly. He answered the question in a much more shady demeanor and made no mention of whether or not he cared if he enjoyed his best friend's company or if his best friend enjoyed his company. There's a lot of things that go into a friendship other than like, will you help me get away with bad stuff? That's just not the way that I do my friends. I obviously enjoy your company if I think that you would help me get away with something if I allegedly did anything shady. Not like, true. There yes. are, no, 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 no. If I did something shady, I'd be willing to call you know, X, Y, or Z friend. And if I just wanted to hang out and go to, you know, to Top Golf, I might call a different group of friends or a different friend. Like every person in your life serves a different purpose. Your best friend doesn't have to serve that role and also be the person who you like hanging out with the most, right? Everyone's good at different stuff. But then he's not your best friend. Your best friend likes you which at, at your best and at your worst, right? Like I understand like who I'm going to call for certain things. Oh, we just want to go hang out and have a drink. Oh, you know what? What's Hembo doing, right? Like, oh, Oh, let's go knock off some liquor stores. Allegedly, never happened. Um, bad example. I'm gonna call Bubba. You so, know, so like, you, you don't think everything. I'm capable of knocking off a liquor store? Like, what? You don't? I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> no, no, you're underestimating me. It's not 
the premise of actually doing something. It's knowing that if it goes down, you're there. But if, that you are my first call without blinking. If it goes down is the important part of that sentence. Like, what's, what exactly is going to go down? I can control you my don't behavior know. somewhat. You ever watch any of these movies like Big Night? You don't know what's going That's not based happen. on a true. <laughs> doesn't mean that it can't happen. This is my point. Dambo, you're, you're just... Oh. It's surprising that you, being from Philly, do not value loyalty more in a friendship. I value loyalty. Well, that's the ultimate loyalty. It's not my. It is not the number one factor in my best friend decision making. That's all. And I only have one best friend. And you can only have one best friend. Anybody who tells you otherwise is just not telling you the truth. Meanwhile, we have got huge, huge news coming in college football. News, not necessarily, I shouldn't use that word, but a game coming this weekend and developments out of this game. Mm. And that's Michigan, Michigan State. And I have to tell you, um, I'm really, really intrigued by Michigan State this week. I have seen both these teams and Ohio State play up close and personal. I call the games for Rutgers, and I'm not just basing it on the games against Rutgers, but... You can see what big-time teams look like. I think Michigan right now is a bit of a paper tiger Mm. in what's going on. Let's listen to Paul Feinbaum for a second on Jim Harbaugh and the possibility of him finally living up to expectations. He is now showing us uh, the Jim Harbaugh that we we thought he would be coming from the NFL. And I I think now the season begins, though. He, He plays Michigan State. Penn State and Ohio State, and how he navigates that trio is going to determine really uh, what we end up thinking about Jim Harbaugh. You know, Saturday is the beginning of it. It's not the end. Uh, The end is Ohio State. That's how Jim Harbaugh ultimately we will decide on whether we think he has been a successful coach at Michigan or not. He is yet to beat the Buckeyes. And that ultimately is going to determine it, but this week too. And don't underestimate Michigan State here. Now, They have done a great job, Michigan has, of running the football all year with Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. And Corum as the backup has been, you can't even call him that, it's 1-1A. And their defense has played much better too. However, Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, coupled with Jalen Naylor, who is the wide receiver, uh, who is outstanding, a big play guy. These two combined make Michigan State... A very, very dangerous team. And people haven't seen Walker play very much. You know, Mel Tucker this year Mm. brought in four or five transfers that have made major impacts. Walker came from Wake Forest. And look at what Wake Forest is doing this Mm -hmm. year. They've been terrific. But Walker's a beast. When you watch him run the football, and their run schemes are very simple, he can absolutely take on a hole, even if it's filled, run guys over, and run past him. I think they are going to be the biggest winner out of this weekend, out of these two massive Big Ten games. The other, Ohio State is going to truck your Nittany Lions. Mm. I'm sorry to tell you about that, but I just don't see a way. Based on what I saw last week, and it was a bad loss, but it also has to do with the fact that Penn State had their 
you know what, two or three interior linemen who are out for the year that is absolutely killing them right now. Illinois used seven offensive linemen on something like 25 plays in that game. <laughs> hey, it worked great for them as they rushed for 357. Uh, I think that Ohio State, even though they have that loss to Oregon, is still going to be the Big Ten's best chance at the playoff. I think you're right, unfortunately, for my Nittany Lions. I think Ohio State's the second-best team in the country right now. Obviously, that Oregon loss is not going away, but I think that's likely to be their only loss. That, what Ohio State can do on offense, I think, is as dangerous as any team in the country. I think their offense is comparable to Georgia's defense, and I don't see any obvious way that Penn State can win the game, maybe even cover the game, because Ohio State can attack them in two ways, and Illinois bludgeoned bludgeon the Penn State defense on the ground. Ohio State's a better run team, and Ohio State has three first-round receivers. I think it could get ugly really fast in Columbus. All right, last one real quick. Has the time come for James Franklin to leave Penn State? Well, I th- my opinion as a fan is that we'd love to have him around and to keep him because he's probably our best bet. But in reality, I think it is time. But I, I think, think you're in the minority on that among the fan base. I think the fan base has never fully embraced him. There are... But that's every college football fan base. Every college football fan base that is in Alabama or Georgia is going to, there's a faction that doesn't like their coach that holds their coach to a much higher expectation than they should. James Franklin's a good coach, but James Franklin's not a great coach. If, if he winds up getting the opportunity to go to LSU or to USC, which I think is even likelier, I won't cry about it. I think he'll get the chance to go to USC, and I'm not convinced that he'll take it because mm. I, I don't know that James Franklin – from a family perspective, wants to uproot his family to go to Southern California. And there are less roadblocks. If LSU should come calling, yeah. there are less roadblocks at LSU toward winning a national championship. Yeah. Well, and, and that's something that's going to be a big factor. No, no question. He's, he's starting, I mean, if, you, if you're at LSU, you're starting from the 40-yard line. If you, if you go to USC, you're starting much further back. I mean, the... The programs are in very different places at the moment. We heard the boys a few minutes ago on the friendship discussion. That was your weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. All guests join me on the Goodyear hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. It is time for Who You Got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? Bubba, the floor is yours. All right. We got a few questions for you today. Are you ready? Yes. All right. We'll start in the NFL. One injured quarterback is in Cleveland. His name is Baker Mayfield. Should he return for the Browns, or should Cleveland give Case Keenum one more start versus the Steelers? Who you got in this one? I actually think Case Keenum, it's funny. You've got three quarterbacks, Mayfield, Keenum, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is the worst of the three. (laughs) I think you could start either one, and I'm not going to cop out on this, I would start Mayfield because if his situation's not going to get better, I want to know what his, he's going to look like right now um, and what he can do with it. If it's just a, a situation that's not going to improve is what it feels like. Myself, I've got absolutely Baker Mayfield right now. All right, now to the most important question. We got the Cowboys and a couple updates for Dak here. Oh, Jerry Jones said on 105.3 The Fan, I'd like to think that Dak can go on Sunday. 
things are looking good right now. Mike McCarthy said it's more than just one game. We're obviously in our seventh game, so there's a ton of football left to play. So those aren't updates. <laughs> those are two people talking in direct, direct. <laughs> so it sounds like they're on the same page. And, uh, not quite. Uh, yep, they are on the same page per usual. We're good to go there. The question to you is, should Dak play on Sunday night football? Who you got? Absolutely not. He should not play this week. The Cowboys have to think bigger, and the risk is not worth the reward this week. Hembo? I think you're right. There is no obvious reason why in week 17, when it matters for you guys, that winning or not winning tonight has any bear, uh, on Sunday excuse me, has any bearing because of how bad the division is. I mean, obviously you want to chase the number one seed down, but what matters is that Dak Prescott is healthy at the end of the season, and every, all the football people tell me a calf is a big problem. Bubba, should he play? Uh, yeah, I've been going back and forth on this, and I think, well, first I'd also like to say Cooper Rush should not be our backup. It should be Cooper Garrett. Rush shouldn't be in the league. I, we should add Garrett Gilbert. Not you know, not that he's going to make you know win a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, but I was going to say unlikely. it's not you know. But still, he was a quality backup last year. He's the least experienced. We should add Gil. I don't know why we had Cooper Rush. Oh, I miss Danucci. Um, yeah, Danucci, <laughs> ridiculous. But regardless, yeah, I'm I've completely swayed over to Dak should not play. We had the bye last week. Give him another full week. We don't need this game. Let Cooper play. We lose, we lose. If we lose, I stop wearing the jersey. Everyone here wins. Um, but, yeah, he, doesn't, he does not need to play. The, what's more important? It's winning the Super Bowl or at least advancing far in the playoffs. That's more important than winning this meaningless game. They need to be thinking big picture. There should be no reason he should be playing, especially given his past history with his, his foot and ankle last year. So I, I would hope they're thinking big picture. Unless you're telling me he is absolutely 100% healthy from the calf, I would say definitely sit him. Go with Cooper. If you lose, you lose. Let's get him back the week after. Quite the soliloquy there. Um, the one thing I would ask is, is there uh, – there has not been a no-showering thing either that has been going on with this, right? Uh, that's a personal question, but, um, you know, I'll let the people in this control them answer that. <laughs> Did I trigger you? Is, are you going to be calling HR on me later? <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I hop in the shower when the time's right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right, this one's right up Hembo's alley because the World Series is tied at one. We're heading back to Atlanta. All games are on ESPN Radio. So who you got in this series? 1-1, one, one, going to game three. I, I, look, as far as winning the series or winning game three? Oh, winning the series, baby. Winning the series. I'm still on the Astros, and I hate to, I hate to root for them. I do. And I love Dusty Baker, but even that can't sway me to root for the Astros at this point. Because, frankly, I've gotten annoyed with Dusty over the last couple of years with all of the defending that he has done of that situation but the Astros are just simply the better team. I agree. I, I picked Astros in six to start. I'm going to maintain that pick. There's no reason for me to change it. But I will say, if the Braves don't win tonight, they have almost no chance of winning the series, given how the pitching lines up. Another note here is that we might get bad weather today, and so there's a chance we'll play mm. f- uh, five World Series games in five straight days, which I think also favors the Astros if we wind up doing that. And it continues with who you got. All right, how about this one? Because this one was trending on Twitter yesterday, and this was an interesting one. A man bought a Clockwork Orange for 50 cents, the book, mm-hmm. at Goodwill. When he got home, there was $500 inside it. Mm. So what are you doing with it? Are you just keeping it, going about your day? Are you going back to Goodwill and saying, hey, guys, I had $500 in there? What are you doing with it? What do you got here? So 
because it's Goodwill, I am taking the $500 and giving it back to Goodwill. Because that is, you know, that is a, an obviously a very good cause. If I had bought it, let's say, at an old bookstore, then no, I would not give it back because that's on them for not going through it and, and getting the $500 out. Okay, so you've established that it matters where you bought it. Does it matter what book you bought? Does the fact that no. it is a clock, the fact that you bought a clockwork orange, it makes no difference. You might have to get. You might have to pay me five hundred dollars to read that at this point. I, I'm assuming that he actually bought it in a legalized marijuana state, but <laughs> I, I would say that it does not matter which book it is at that point. Bubba, what do you think? I, I I think I probably go with Chris here. Yeah, I mean, I, I in general, if you just buy it randomly, you keep the money. But with goodwill involved, if I bought it charity, at Barnes and Noble, yeah, I'm sorry, the man is not getting right, that five hundred exactly. bucks. But with goodwill, I think you got to do the right thing. Just like Halloween candy, you got to do the right thing and give them the money back there. Exactly. Um, all right. Speaking of Halloween, last one here, Halloween, coming up this weekend. So, of course, we need your favorite Halloween song, TV special, movie franchise, and candy. Who you got? Mm. Uh, Monster Mash, I would probably go with the song. Um, you know, movie franchise, I mean, that's, see, again, I've never been a big uh, scary movie guy. You know, so I don't know where I go there. Halloween candy is an easy one. What is it? Snickers. Snickers, Snickers. is your favorite. How how large? Do you like the full one? Do you like the bite sure. size? I'd love the full one, but you could you would always try to go to the neighborhoods that had it. Uh-huh. But I can live with the bite size, and I, I am a master trader after the fact of trading away bad good and plenties for good Snickers. Good and plenty is the very is at the very bottom of your hierarchy. Uh, it's it's right there along with almond joy, anything coconut related. How about Reese's? Reese's is number is not top notch, top, top notch, right? Yeah, it was almost universally agreed upon. I where, would agree. Are you a Bubba? pro or anti candy corn? Where do you sit? Oh, on that? candy corn's a disgrace. Oh, I do disgrace. not oh. want any kind of candy that looks like it could be pulled out of a human ear. <laughs> that is not candy. That's disgusting. You're two. The two of you are pro candy corn. I love candy corn. I'm pro candy corn. All right, you know what? The two of you need to. To go and reevaluate yourselves this weekend. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.